Hey, welcome back for another episode of Driven by Design. The only show that shows you the future of automotive design. One conversation, one car at a time. With our Driven by Designer, Brian Thompson. Hey, Brian. Hey, hey. Beep, beep. Here we go, part two. <laughs> this one has been a really great one. I'm so excited uh, because right as we ended the last one, we're getting into the future of creativity and the future of transportation. And um, well, let me set it up here. We let me yeah. set it up for we've got with us uh, a, a rare opportunity to talk with the man you've seen on TV, Dave Ankin, CEO of Toy Makers, and a former motorcycle stunt rider, a race car driver, and stuntman. He's known for the extreme vehicle creations that he personally tests and takes to the limit on his show, like the one that uh, caught our eye here. Uh, welcome to the show, here, Dave. Man, thanks for having me, guys. Round two, I'm excited. This looks good. Tell us just quickly about a couple of the cars that you just created, uh, like this one, this uh, 60s-style uh, street digger. Why, where, what's it all about? And then we'll talk about where we think this is all going. You know, as a kid, my dad brought me to the drag strip all the time, and the front-engine digger was just nasty fast. You sat behind the rear tires, smoke in your face, big blown motors, and I remember looking at them, and they were, they were the bad cars back then. They were fast. And I'm like, God, man, if I could take that and put that on the street. And I'm like, of course, laughed at me as a kid. So I always said, look, one day I'm going to build one with two seats. It's going to have cup holders, cell phone charger. I mean, of course, I didn't say <laughs> cell phone charger back then, but mine does. It has it all. Um, and put it on the street. Of course, now I'm in a, in a field where I get to do that. And this car, you know, it's 3,000 horsepower. It's got wireless cell phone charger. I mean, it's. Blinkers, turn signals, two parachutes. I mean, it's as bad as it gets. And arguably, you know, one of the faster streetcars on the planet. So that's saying Well, everybody is afraid of what Brian's doing right now here. He's taking transportation <laughs> and turning, taking us out of the role of drivers. But as he says all the time, that's a fear, but it's also an opportunity to take us places. Is this like the old stagecoach? where we're sitting face-to-face? Is it a bedroom? Is it an office? Is it a mobile platform where we do other things we haven't even... Is it a dance studio? Uh, I don't know. What is it, Brian? What, uh, you know, let, well, Let's talk about some of that, what you're doing, and then see if we can bring these two worlds together where we're making these extreme one-offs and you're trying to make you know, mass transportation. Yeah, and this is one of the things I love. I was really excited to talk with David about this because we work in two opposite ends of the field, but we're both driven by this similar spark of passion, which is creating something that makes you feel something. And what I love about the world of automotive design is how much it's changed in the last 20 years that I've been doing it. And um, it's gone from being, you know, doing things that are very uh, sort of mama bear, papa bear, baby bear, let's say like Ultima Maxima Centra type situation to a, a blue sky world where there is no steering wheel. And so what is that? When, whenever we get into something that's unknown territory where there's a pioneer, there's always going to be fear because the people will be afraid of change or they're going to lose something. In this case, it would be losing the visceral feeling of love of driving because as, as we all, as I think anybody listening to the show would agree, Driving is a visceral experience. It's cathartic. It's something we love about it. And when you say the world uh, self-driving car, no longer you. It's it lost something. It doesn't but take us to that same place here, right? Yeah, doesn't take us to that same place. And so, on the on the flip side, what I think a lot of the work that I'm doing is is to solve problems like commuting, delivery, et cetera, et cetera, things where you are not actually enjoying driving. Let's say if you're sitting in Los Angeles traffic for hours at a time. 
you know, there's a million things you could be doing. So it's creating a social space and an experience that you will have in a vehicle that would be an interesting space, whether it's with your friends or you're doing some work, et cetera, et cetera, because you're sort of the architecture of the vehicles is changing and you're facing each other. Now, on the flip side of all that is that love for driving. And me personally, even as a person who designed self-driving cars and, and nothing I'm working on professionally even has a steering wheel anymore, I personally drive a Fiat 500, a BART, that's like a little, you know, nasty dragon. And I love the manual shift and I love the way it makes me feel when I drive it. And that's where I want to lead into what David's doing is somewhere in the future that doesn't exist yet, there is a place where these two worlds have merged and they're the norm. And, I, and I'd love to see, for example, David's take on taking, let's say that we're 10 years from now, or, or, or let's just say we're able to give David a prototype from the future, you know, knowing this technology works. Back to the future. Hey, we're going to put him in a DeLorean and shoot him into the future here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Or even just bring the future back to him. Because, you right. know, a lot of the stuff I work on is like seven to ten years out, which means the technology works. It's just not ready for prime time. So if we gave David uh, one of these little boxes, let's say, something that looked like a stagecoach but, with, you know, no horse, what would you do with it? <laughs> That's what I'd love to see. Well, you know, you, I, I listen, I... Uh, and again, I'm old enough that I've I've lived through all everything you're talking about, you know. And change does scare people, and people don't want to change. They they love what they have for numerous, like you said, when it comes to driving. There's more to driving than than people. You're right. There there's times when you want to sit, you want to be left alone. You you'd rather be on your phone or doing work or working for work. You could save time. There's also people that like to drive to relax and get out there and actually feel what you've built, how you built it, feel the road, and, and, and feel almost ego-based. I don't want to call it ego-based, but it's ego-based. It's, my wife's hotter mm-hmm. than your wife. My, I make more money than you make. <laughs> my car is faster than your car. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it, that's a man. That's, that old instinct when you were you know, cavemen, you know, my club's bigger than your club. Um, <laughs> the measuring you know, contest, yes. It, it, yeah. it, you know, when I, it really is. And when, when I think yeah. of self-driving cars, I instantly say, man, you're trying to take my manhood. I go up here and we've got to drive the speed limit. Why? Because the car's driving itself. But mm-hmm. being who I am for the last few years, I want to find that company that I can lead the charge into that because it's coming. I know it's coming. I, I see them all the time. I'm involved in the industry, so I know it's there. But if you could do that and, and somehow still figure out how to individualize the, and I don't want to call it a man because I know women that are way more aggressive than I am, but yeah. the, the ego of us humans, maybe that's a better way mm-hmm. to So does it become yeah. uh, the interior space? Is it the man cave part of it? Mine's got a bar and mine's got a, a jacuzzi in it or a hot tub and uh, something, or I don't know. A pool table? I, I think there needs to be a variety of, like a cell phone. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's the Mac Daddy cell phone and a flip phone. You know, I think when it comes right. to a car, it'll end up being the same thing. I personally would love to sit down and, and have my car sitting here. And, and I'm telling you, I'm, I'm trying so hard right now to do that already that I want mm-hmm. to develop my own or be a part of the hot rod version of that, what makes that cool or what makes that, you call it a sensory, which is true. You want that feel, the sound, the the horsepower. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what makes it cool for somebody like me or in my world that goes, I'll never drive one. Well, you're right, because they're going to drive it for you. But They're going to drive it for you. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> but, but but if it's so cool that you can't say no, you know, it's like mm-hmm. it doesn't. You know, there was a day I'd never own a cell phone. I keep saying that, and here I am. I can't live without mine. There'll be a day I don't ever. Right. I'll never say I'll never. There was a day I'd never said I'd, I'd never have an answering machine. Why do I need to know who called me? But now it's you yeah. know it's ridiculous. So what about this, Brian? Is it the interior space? Are we turning? Are we turning that? Again, for those self-driving moments when we just want to be a commuter, is there a way to turn that into a personalized space, into a man cave, into a workspace, into something that's cooler that I just got to have? Yeah, you know, I think the great way to look at it, for at least in, the, in this world that you know I live in, I, I love to think of the whole thing as a holistic experience, meaning interior and exterior. What I what I related to. I think where we're going, which or I think which allows for the creativity, more creativity from every end of the industry, is think of R two D two and Luke Skywalker in the X wing fighter. Now the X wing fighter is, you know, it was an older machine when Luke had it, and he could manually fly it, and he was really skilled. But in those moments when he needed a little help, he had R two there to help him. And I often wonder if the future of driving isn't more like that where first we'll go to the polar end of the spectrum where it's like okay now the car does everything but it's numbing because it's not interesting and we want that control we want that perception of control that idea to take be able to take over and i often wonder like if uh, you know let's say we let's say that you know uh, david and i worked on a, a self-driving bot let's say and it was this mm-hmm. cool box and the interior space is this great you know visceral hot rod styled space but the occupant could take over and really drive this thing for a moment when, you know, when everybody else is out or if he's trying to show off. I, am, I think there's some creativity in that world where you give the person control. And, and when I say perception of control, what I mean is like, for example, in a, in a modern vehicle, when you step on the brakes, you're actually not doing anything. You're just telling a computer you want to stop and the computer's doing it. But what I love about what David does is when you step on the brakes in one of David's cars, you're pushing a mechanical lever that's actually clamping the, you know, the the the, the disc. You're the stopping the car. Vehicle. Yeah, your foot. The harder yeah. you push, the harder it stops. Right. And I, I think I don't think anybody's exploring that at this point. The actual manual override. <laughs> that would be cool. So what, I, think, I think you guys are talking about two different things, though. Think about this for a minute. Yeah. We all get on an airplane and trust somebody else to get you there. We all exactly. get on a bus. Right. We, all, we all get on a train. There's no no difference in a self driving car. I think it's a natural fit. There's two different things. Transportation is one thing. I won't have no problem jumping in a self driving car to bring me to two hours down the road because I want to relax, work on my computer, and work on the presentation on the way. Any more than you object taking a little commu- a little train commuter out to the airplane in the airport or whatever here. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. There's no different. You're trusting somebody else to get you there or a computer. or and, and, and he's exactly right. Right now in an OEM car, you don't have no – there's no throttle cable. There's no – I mean, computer does it all anyway. It drives right. me nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, you know, the, the difference is there's a difference between – I don't think I don't think the public's going to give. I, I think it's just a natural progression. It's like, like that jumping on a train. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's the everyday thing on the Sunday afternoon when you want to run up and, you know, I, 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 I there's a there's a fine line there between commuting and driving. Yeah, commuting is yeah, one thing, between, and driving exactly is something right, completely different. Exactly right. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. One of uh, Brian's earlier guests said this. I don't remember who had this insight, but maybe cars become horses. 
And here's the analogy. Once upon a time, the horse was everyday transportation. It wasn't too exotic. It just got you from point A to point B. Then we came up with machines, horseless carriages that got us there. And the horse was relegated to someplace else. The horse was now probably more for fun, for enjoyment. You rode because you liked riding a horse. Uh, and you like the feeling of, of being one with the horse and controlling the horse or whatever here. Are we headed that way where where there'll be cars will be for fun and bots will be for transportation? In, in my opinion, I think that's, it, at least in my lifetime, I think that's what I'm going to see. At least I hope. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my child or his children have a whole different thing coming on. I, for me, man, it'd be like, taking my guns i mean you know it's like i got i got a collection of cars and motorcycles and you tell me i i can't drive them i want to jump in a self-driving car because man i got stuff to do i'm a busy man and if i could sit and work in a nice environment and relax and and watch some tv design your hot rod in a self-driving car while you're on your way yeah (laughs) there you go brilliant Absolutely yeah. brilliant. But <laughs> the same thing on a Sunday afternoon if Brian's talking smack but thinks he can whip me in his self-driving car, I'm yeah. going to go jump in yeah. a hot rod and go for a spin. So do we? how do we exist these two transportation systems side by side? Will there be roads for the self-driving, like a train, with, with sensors in the road that control it and tell uh, it? And then the place, no, 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 the, the track where Dave ra- races here? I don't think it'll be separation at all because the the self-driving cars don't need any any special needs for the roads. Yeah, the the way the technology works is it's it's internal sensors that communicate with satellites and then have redundant sensors to replicate it, and they sort of build a mental model, if you will, of the real-time world, so they can drive anywhere. Right. But I think the the challenge that we're going to come up with coming in the future is how do self-driving cars behave and work with people driving on the road now now self-driving cars because because people are unpredictable yeah right well but also even more so a computer doesn't know how to cheat and lie (laughs) and and this is one of the reasons why computers will typically lose a race with a manual driver is that the computer might be able to create the perfect lap but a human says yeah but i'm going to cut this corner off here I'm going to go over the edge of the thing a little bit. push it a little bit like Dave does every day and every week on his show here, right? I'm going to push it to the limits. That's the beautiful place is if we can can get together somewhere in that world where both of these things coexist. And I think the truth is is that it's not actually really even our, you know, Dave, I'm just a little bit younger than you, but not much. We're in the same generation. I think it's these, it's the kids in your, the kids in your, your son's generation that are going to be creating this world. It'll be fascinating for people from our generation to work with them and bring in the history so that we keep the, you know, to keep that fire alive of gasoline and the smell and things that people like. But in a way that we probably don't even understand yet. Absolutely. You know what I mean? <laughs> Couldn't agree more. I, I deal with kids every day. I deal with a bunch of schools. And you're absolutely right. We don't understand it yet. And I think it's going to take a core group of guys that are willing to be open-minded enough to make that change properly and let it flow as it flows. Let mm-hmm. it be what it is. Mold and manipulate what's right. 
out of the box. You know, the, yeah, literally out of the box. It's so funny. I love hearing you say that. That box is so literal in my world because so much of these self-driving cars are boxes. <laughs> because they're, and that's the new thing, right? They're like little boxes that people face each other in. But it's like, get out of the box. What's out of, what's still out here, you know? I mean, are they, you know, could there be an open-aired, open-wheeled, hot-rod self-driving car that doesn't have any skin on it at all? <laughs> yeah. You know, I love I'd love to see your take on that kind of stuff. I would love to hear um, both of you talk about one thing here. If And this is my fear, because I'm older than both of you, probably combined. Um, I remember the 50s and the spirit. 60s, and, and not in spirit. What is it about cars that connects us to them? Is it the control of it? Is it the look of it? Is it the feel of power, uh, the control over the power? Or And can we turn that into electric, where it's quiet? and self-driving where it's a, a machine. Will we lose that connection with our machines? Well, let's let David answer, because he's our guest, and I, I really want to hear what he has to well, say. Well, I, listen, I, I think it's a collection of all of the above. I, I think it, you, you hit the nail on the head. It is a feel. It is a look. It is a, it's the power over something. Now, I fought electric hard in the beginning just because I fight everything hard in the beginning. Now I've found <laughs> that as I develop and learn about things. I study, I, I work, I, I figure out how I can make something fit into my world. And electric is amazing. It truly is amazing. It has more, what, torque or something off the line, right? It, it, yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it's right now. Instant power. Yeah. It's right now. I mean, but now listen, so realistically, if you're building an old school hot rod and it's electric, like an all-wheel drive 32 Ford Coupe, for instance, let's just, you know, then all of a sudden, it, it's sitting there all day long in a parking lot. You're at a car show, and everybody's wowed by the look of this car. It's amazing. It's beautiful. The lines are right. Stance is right. Wheels are right. Everything's right. You go to leave, and they, they don't hear anything. I don't believe in <laughs> fake sound. I don't believe in that. Right. Right. But if the car if the car caught attention all day, even the haters are going to go, holy cow. Now you've got to remember it's electric. So it will outrun anything in the parking lot if you built it right. So you got to respect what it is. You got to make up for the sound in something else. Um, Oof, in my mind, I you love gotta, that. You got to accept. You got to accept change. You have to accept the fact that look, it's still a hot rod. It's still a coupe. You you looked at it. What do you mean you don't hear the cam? You want to take your little Camaro out and get your butt kicked? I mean, <laughs> exactly. You know what? I love what you said. Yeah, about respect about, what it is. Respect what it is. You, huh? you looked at it all day long. Now you're going to hate on it because you don't hear it run. You know, it's like, right. dude, it will run. It's like, mm-hmm. um, well, look what uh, Elon Musk did when uh, challenged about his uh, crazy-looking Cybertruck, and he said, "Let's go out and take it against a Ford F-150 here, and uh, watch me drag it around uh, the block here." <laughs> but that's my point. It, it's really embracing what's coming and, and, and doing. I, I want to be a part of this movement. I wish. I wasn't my age, and I wish I, I knew somebody <laughs> in that world because I, I promise you, you know, with where we've been and where they're going, the collaboration on something would be huge. And I think it makes the ease of bringing, I hate to call it my generation, into it even easier. Because they would understand that it's okay. It's, it's okay. Well, we may have done yeah. that here today between uh, you guys, a little different age uh, brackets, and Brian is in that world. He says all the time, and people are always amazed and, and doubt it when he says it on the show, that he's working on a number of vehicles today for a number of uh, either startup or tech companies or whatever, building things, 
and not one of them has a steering wheel. So it's coming, folks, whether you like it or not. That doesn't mean it kills everything else, but it's it's that vehicle will exist and it will become commonplace. Well, and I think I, it's I up, you know, that and, yeah. Go ahead, Ryan. I, I um, no, I feel the same way. Dave. I, I I I think what inspires us to create when we're little, when we're little kids and we haven't created anything yet and we haven't been told no and we haven't been given any education, but we also haven't been given any rules. That pure space that makes you want to get up in the morning and pull out your crowns and sit on the living room floor or, or go out to the shop and watch your dad and build something or put on ballet shoes and dance around the living room, whatever it is that gets you up in the morning that makes you want to do those things, that's the place we all come from, who are the people that create. And I think that like as we go into the future and you know learn about this new world the one thing i've learned being in car design you know now for 20 years is that we never get it right we any prediction we ever make is 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 not what we think there's always a surprise and i think that if we stay open to the surprise that's the beautiful part <laughs> so like the growth you know, will be we huge. Don't... the growth will be huge yeah and what you said about respecting what it is i really like that because what you said about you don't believe in fake noise, uh, and, I, and I've seen cars that have, you know, there's certain cars that have actually piped in a sound. And oh, yeah. Oh, it, yeah. And it, but it, it's like listening to, you know, digital music versus vinyl or the actual sound. You're, you're, you, you may get the sound, but your heart and that part of your body that doesn't speak language, that just knows on a spiritual level it's not real, it doesn't connect to you when it's fake. And I think when you say yeah. respect what it is, we don't have the answer yet, but if you respect, if you're guided by respect what it is, that you're not going to make a fake sound, you're going to give a visceral experience based on a new type of technology, then you're in that area where something new can happen, but it's still making your heart beat really fast, which is what's great about a you know, hot rod. Exactly. You bring up where, where, I, where I, I agree, that respect what it is. You take a, yeah. you can't fake a big block with a monster cam and a, 871 you can't fake it you can't right I mean, you, you can't fake it but it, right. but but now let me tell you something you jump in a nasty little electric car it has little bitty noises and whines and whistles that is amazing when you learn to respect what, what they're is. doing is it when you yeah like r2d2 like the way he well, like you know r2d2 has a good you. personality people like r2d2 but he doesn't have a but yeah. he's, he's making his little noises right <laughs> Yep, exactly. Yeah. I couldn't agree more, 100%. Well, I enjoy the noise you guys have been making here today. It seems like there is hope <laughs> that we can bring the two uh, the two worlds together between the extreme uh, hot rods, customization, personalization, uh, where uh, people like Dave who are pushing it to the limits still, and the people like Brian who are trying to say, well, but there are times when you want to be taken somewhere, driven somewhere, and we're going to create a different experience and a different space for you that's going to be just as appealing, just as desirable, just as uh, uh, creative and incredible here. We, we haven't imagined it yet. So and if we can bring those two worlds together where the two spaces, you've got those two choices and they each uh, have that same connection to us, boy, that's the world I dream of here. Yeah. Well, this has been a delight, David. I'm so grateful you came on the show. We've been trying to do it for a while, and we finally got to happen today. It's just, it's just wonderful. So great to meet you. Give us a plug again for hey. Toy Makers and the new show coming up, uh, The Fast Society, and how they can hear from you and reach you and all that stuff. Yeah, obviously on all the Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You know, we got YouTube, and of course, uh, the new digital series will be coming out here shortly. We're filming now, and we're working on the this, this fourth, fourth season of Toy Makers. So. Fast Society is going to be a lot of fun. 
but check us out on all the digital platforms we all know. And, uh, man, guys, thank you so much for having me. And uh, you start really dabbling deep into this and start releasing it, you better come by the shop. <laughs> okay. Oh, I, I definitely will. All right. As thanks. my grandpa always used to say, thanks for being had. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I'll talk to you soon, guys. Stick around, guys. Don't hang up, but I'm going to hang up the show here, and uh, we want to join everybody to come back and join us again for more episodes of Driven by Design. Wow, that was really cool just sitting back for me listening to you guys both riff from different yeah. ends of the spectrum here on uh, on this whole thing here. Yeah. I wonder if there's some collab. I'm not trying to make you guys uh, instant best buddies here or something, but there is a world. You know, Brian is obviously came from Mass, the, the, the Nissan Design Studios, and now he's working for all these. I don't think he can even tell me, but all these startups, and he's going to China all the time and looking at all these self-driving things out there. I wonder if there's some world where they want to make a statement and really do, sort of like what Elon Musk tried to do with his his Cybertruck or whatever he calls this thing, a statement that says these are not just boxes, don't fear them, they're cool, they're fun. Could could yeah. somebody make a hot rod version of any of these things, if, if just for fun, just to, just to blow everybody's mind? Yeah, I'd get involved with anything like that. I think it'd be huge. Yeah, I think it'd be amazing. I think it would, it, you know, it's... I think it would help the yeah, industry as well. You guys should exchange information or whatever here or send stuff because there's some, there might be that opportunity where Brian says, you know, we need some. You want to you want to make a statement. You want to get over this fear that this is just a box and everybody's going to hate it. Here, let's do this kind yeah, of monster let's, box. Let's, Chad, thank you. Um, let, let, Paul, thank you. Um, yeah, let's we'll exchange information. Maybe I I don't um, I don't know if you ever get out to L.A. for the other shows or you come out here for a production, but. I'd love to meet up with you for a lunch or, you know, like I said, my parents do live in a small town in North Carolina, so I could always, you know, come on out to your shop. I would love that. No, I, I would love it as well, and you feel free to call me anytime. But, uh, yeah, we can exchange numbers, and, and uh, yeah, I, I'm out in California, and I'm here all the time. So just, yeah, love to meet up one day. It'd be great. Well, I have Dave's okay. uh, email, so I'll uh, connect you guys here, and you can take it from there and see if you want to pursue this. But I just think there is some an interest. I never thought of that. That sort of interesting collaboration, because on the one hand, you guys seem to be, the two worlds are going in extremely different directions here. No, I want extreme personalization, extreme customization. No, I want mass everything, mass transportation. We're going to take away all the fun out of it here. And somewhere in between, you know, there is the opportunity to create fun even in a self-driving space, even in a quiet space here. Absolutely, Dave. I'll share some cool stuff with you. I'm, I'm working on a series of paintings. I think you'll get a kick out of right now. I'm doing these huge, eight feet wide paintings of another alternative timeline where, in the 1970s, we discovered flying cars. <laughs> so imagine all the American Pontiacs and Bonnevilles, but they're but they're flying. And um, I'll I'll share with you on the email. There, I'm gonna have a show later this year with these huge paintings. I think you'll get a kick out of them. And somewhere in there is that world of merging different, you know, self autonomous and hot rod and all that stuff. Yeah, where you still want it, where you still have a connection to it, you still feel like that is the coolest thing in the planet. I got to get that because that's yeah. what I grew up yeah. with. I grew up in the car business. My dad was an executive for Chrysler, so I grew up where we couldn't wait for every car to come out, and it was they all had a name like the Barracuda or something, you know, and we felt a connection to them. Love that car. Yeah, great. All right, good, guys. This was fun. And uh, I'll, I'll hook up everybody through uh, email here and uh, look forward to uh, hearing more. Thank you, guys. Thank you again, guys, so very much. Yeah, great great talking. Okay, all right. Great I'm afternoon. Gonna... Have a great afternoon. Thank all you. Right. Talk to you soon. Bye. You too. Bye, Paul. Bye.